This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. All right, we're back, of course, on video because we're not taking a break. That's just so the audio people who couldn't stay up late, who need to listen to the show on Friday morning, they get a chance to do that. Uh, You're back with Scott Branson and Murph from Raiders Fan Radio breaking down this massive Raiders win, most points scored by this franchise ever. I mean, Murph. That in itself just blows me away. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that the stats, I haven't even had time to go into all the records broken. I will do that, and I'm sure I'll be talking about it tomorrow. But you look, you talked about the running games. Amir White, 17 carries, 69 yards in the touchdown. Uh, Abdullah, six carries, 32 yards. Even Brandon Bolden got a touchdown tonight. Two touchdowns, 25 yards. Aiden O'Connell. 20 of 34, 248 yards, four touchdowns, 120 passer ratings. Of course, Devontae Adams, eight catches, 101 yards where he should be, right? And a touchdown. And and Trey Tucker, the rookie, what a night. Three catches, 59 yards, two touchdowns. Michael Mayer had a touchdown. Jacoby Myers had a touchdown. I mean, from an offensive perspective, I mean, and again, it's not like I'm brilliant. Mo smarter than I am when it comes to the football X's and O's. But all week we talked about just being aggressive. And look, is Bo Hart agree the offensive coordinator of Antonio Pierce keeps the job? Probably not, okay? They had a great game tonight. All you can do is is take on what's in front of you. And and that's what Bo Hart agree did. And whatever that coaching staff learned from last week and went in, I said yesterday they should just clean sheet it, come out with some new stuff, come out with some different looks. And they did. Now, it might have been in the playbook all season long, and they just hadn't used it the way they did. But I thought, especially at the beginning of the game, we've seen them come out before Murph, beginning of the game on that, those scripted plays look good. So when they did that first drive, I was like, okay, we're used to seeing that. But then yeah. they get the turnovers on a short field, and that's the key, right? How many times have we seen Raider teams over the last several years get those takeaways like you mentioned earlier and not capitalize, get a field yeah. goal? They scored touchdowns tonight, and I said it. It was earlier in the game. The entire season, the Raiders had 20 touchdowns. They had nine. <laughs> I mean, Nine touchdowns tonight. It almost – Almost half the total of the whole season in one game against their AFC West rival. And to me, that just blows me away. Now, I'm pretty sure Antonio Pierce is going to let the guys celebrate tonight, but then tomorrow it's back to work because they got until Christmas Day now, right, to to play the Kansas City Chiefs since they played these two games within five days. So they got like a mini bye here too. And I almost wish that they didn't. Not that they should play on Sunday. Uh, But, you know, when you have this kind of momentum, so that's going to be the challenge for them, especially on offense, I think, is to keep those guys focused. But I was saying it to somebody who was being pretty negative on X.com tonight about, well, this doesn't matter. We're playing this crappy team. But and he was going over him. He's a good dude, Xander, who's a, a listener of ours. And, and I get where he's at. But, but at the same time, it's about confidence and momentum. You needed, you needed some offensive momentum going into these last four, especially with the Chiefs next, okay? Because now they're looking at themselves in the mirror and they're saying, 
we put a, we put up 63 points. Okay. So now we're going to go to Kansas city on Christmas day and we got to keep this going. So from that perspective, I think offensively, uh, and then a lot of people had the same sentiment I did, and I'm sure you did Murph, which was, where has this been? But yeah. you can't change the past. All you can do is focus on the future. And I'm thinking that with this confidence and yes, they're going to play a really tough defense in Kansas city on Christmas day. But I like this because I think now they, they, they were aggressive and it worked, right? So there won't be any gun-shy kind of attitude towards the offense. And I think to beat Kansas City, as much as Kansas City is struggling offensively, I think they need to have that punch-you-in-the-mouth attitude, and we saw that tonight. Wow, a lot, lot, lot there, Scott, and great points. And, and you know, I wish I was wearing my Gene Upshaw jersey tonight and shout out Highway 63, you know what I mean? Because it's it's incredible. I mean, we we, we set the franchise record for points scored. I mentioned earlier we we, we, we set the, the record for the most points uh, or mar- biggest margin of victory against the Chargers, and, like, that's what – that's what builds – and I know a lot of those were defensive scores, but that's what builds confidence offensively for this football team. They were efficient, and I think that, like, like confidence is infectious and it's dangerous. When Momentum is dangerous. And so if, if this team can carry that momentum – into a into a long practice week as you as you mentioned and um and, and really show up and sorry my phone's the, the Raiders fan radio hotline is going crazy. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yeah. So <laughs> carry that momentum into Arrowhead and listen, there are no moral victories, Raider Nation. And I'm not sitting here telling you that, well, if we play them close and whatever, whatever. But if bless it, guys. Like quit everybody quit calling me Scott. Um there were so many offensive touchdowns tonight. I lost track. I was sitting on the couch with my son, Vinny, and I'm like sitting there trying to recount. What was the last time, Raider Nation, you were sitting on the couch going, okay, who scored? What? So Jacoby threw. Oh, Jacoby caught that one. Oh, Jacoby threw one, too. So the one that, that Devontae caught was one that Joe. Like, what absolutely innovative play calling, and where was that? To answer your question about where was that last couple of weeks, I don't know. Like, they kind of got a little sleepy, and I feel like that – kind of all bets were off. It was like this week, it was like, we're going to go for it. We're going to, we're going to run some stuff. We're going to do some backwards passes. We're going to let Jacoby throw the football. And it was awesome. I mean, it was so fun to watch. Like this was the most fun I've had watching a Raider game. And of course, anytime you win, it's fun Raider nation. So I'm not trying to, you know, they're, they're all fun, but like, what a blast watching this football team. This was like some freaking, I had people on, on, on the X hitting me up being like, when was the Raiders last time the Raiders looked like this? Was it the seventies? And I'm like, I don't know. We didn't do this in the 70s. It was Pete back for four yards in a cloud of dust and hit freaking Freddie B on a 14-yard out and Snake Stable running on bad knees into the end zone and Dave Casper kicking him into the end zone and falling on the ball. Like It wasn't this like dynamic offense. The last time I can remember us having any sort of dynam- dynamicism, is that a word? I don't know if it is. Dynamicism, yes. Dynamicism, I just made it up. Um, the Like, and I know this is a sensitive subject, but 2016, like Riverboat Jack, Derek Carr, you know, freaking throwing to Michael Crabtree and Andre Holmes and Jared Cook. And like, you know what I mean? Like that was the last time we kind of saw like this, like a high powered potential to offense. And we saw that stuff tonight, uh, Scott. So, you know, listen, I don't think we're going to go to Kansas City and score 63. I don't think we're going to score 63 against the Colts and, and, and not against the Broncos to close out the season. But again, that momentum and that confidence, can the team take this? And carry that into what's what's you know the rest of the season, 
despite the outcome, I think it is a major, uh, I mean, just a major opportunity. I'll say that for this football team. And, and I'm, I'm just, again, I'm proud to tell as a fan. And it was just, it was a beautiful sight to see tonight. And I'm, I can't wait to go watch it again. Yeah. How could you not be? I mean, your team scores 62. I mean, not only do they win, I mean, any win is great as a fan, but the way in which they won, I mean, it, it's like all of Raider nation was, was, was tied up in, in ropes and chains. And then suddenly they were just taken off and you felt freedom, right? You saw this team basically score at will. You saw them on again, since the first charger game, this defense continues to get better. Patrick Graham has done a great job. So I know I've heard from a lot of people over the last couple of days about, well, gosh, you know, if there, if Pierce doesn't get the job, man, I'd hate to lose Patrick Graham. Mo and I said, it doesn't mean you have to, even if there was a different coach. Uh, but I think he just deserves so much credit because he is getting the most out of those players. I want to talk about the defense in the next segment, but uh, MDM, our, 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 our viewer always here on, on the chat had a question. He says, my question is how does this one game change the Raiders head coach and quarter pla- quarterback plans going into the off season? So two things, let me, let me start with the quarterback first. Cause I think I answered your question in there too, before, and you mentioned it before Irv, Murph, I called you Irv. Uh, I'm by the way, I'm at the Mason Cigar Manor. I I sat with guy. Usually, when I'm covering Raider games, I'm at home. I'm watching the game and I'm all focused. I came into the cigar lounge tonight with these guys because they let me do the show here, and uh, it was nice watching it with them. Of course, they were all kicking themselves for not picking up the Raiders defense uh, for (laughs) fantasy football because I think they scored 35 points or whatever it was. But nonetheless, the quarterback situation. Look, Aiden O'Connell. I've said it all along. Good quarterback. There's nothing wrong with this kid. He's got limited mobility. That's the only downside. That's the only downside he has. So competition would be good for him. And I think that without without doing it hardcore, and I think this is what this was. I have to give so much credit to Antonio Pierce this week because I think him being noncommittal about the quarterback and kind of letting it float out there for some people it might not be good or motivate them. I think for Aiden O'Connell, who's a very even keeled guy. And very relaxed, very cerebral, like you said. I think for him, it was good. It was like a little bit of a wake-up call. You had a bad performance. Now you got to focus and come back. And even in the press conferences O'Connell gave this week, he talked about it. He's like, look, I just got to get better. I just got to keep working. I got to listen to my coaches. And I got to trust in my teammates. And that's what he did. So from a quarterback perspective, I don't think it changes your plans. If you're still in the top 10, whatever it is, you still take a quarterback. Okay? It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that that quarterback's going to come in and start. It doesn't mean that Aiden O'Connell's not going to start. It's just you want competition. So you're right on that. As far as the head coaching situation goes, it's still an audition. And that's what we've been saying. We haven't said, even when you and I were disagreeing last week, it wasn't about, look, he has no shot. I don't think that at all. I think that he has the opportunity over the last four games, now three, to earn the job. Tonight, he he took a big step back last week. Okay, that's what I said. This week, he went way back forward because this team, I mean, to get a team, a full team, I don't care if they're professionals or not, Murph, to get a full team after such a demoralizing loss last week at home, to come back and perform like they did tonight is remarkable. And you got to give the man his flowers because he did it. He, he was challenged and he got everybody together. He got Bo Hart agree to be better. He got every, and the defense was even better than they were last week. Okay. And I know, look, Easton stick. Yeah, I get it. Okay. But it doesn't matter. They shut that team down. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't do anything. Points out of their 21 points, 14 of them were in garbage time. It didn't really matter. Okay. So I don't even, 
I don't even put that on the defense because yeah. you do let up. You know, those guys are farce. But even when they let up, it was crazy to see to see off a defensive lineman scoring touchdowns on fumble. I mean, everything you could want in a Raider game was in this game. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, not at all. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It was so exciting because, I mean, th- yeah, there's what else would you want for? We, we saw, you know, uh, so Swag Jeff and I, my, 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 one of my great co-hosts, the Swag Jeff and Michelle here at Raiders Fan Radio, uh, we were talking about it going into this game uh, on our last show. And I was like, what do you like? What do you latch on to as a fan? Like now that the Raiders playoff hopes are about dashed, like what do you look for? And one of the things that we talked about was like game changing plays. Kurt Warner on NFL Network calls them GCPs. Game changing plays, explosive plays defensive turnovers or just turn or, or sc- scoring plays on defense and turnover like those kinds of things we hadn't seen that stuff especially at that level of that frequency in forever and so those kinds of things like you talk about inspiring a fan base like so but but even prior to that i want to go back to what to talk a little bit more about about antonio pierce because there's been again so much debate and discussion around it and all of it's fair and i think that until it's proven then all the, 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 the points are valid. But when you see a performance like what happened tonight and the, the, the press precedent of that is Antonio Pierce walking into Allegiant Stadium wearing a satin Raider jacket, <laughs> looking like a freaking Raider. Like those are the things, like he set the tone walking into the stadium. And that's one of the things that I've continued to lean on about the importance of Antonio Pierce being a Raider. And, and so I understand that being a Raider doesn't make you a great coach. I understand that being a player's coach doesn't make you a great coach, but it doesn't hurt it either. And so when you have that persona and you have that, you know, that charisma and that just the way that he, he just oozes being a Raider. And when you represent that, that speaks to us as Raider fans. Sure. So on the heels of that, to have a performance like this, I mean, sell me less. I mean, there's like, I don't know what else you could do as a coach and a representative of this NFL team and this football team at one point. And and I loved it when the the cameras were locked in on Mark Davis so much tonight. And at one point he's going like this, like for those of you on the audio podcast, he's with his mouth agape looking back over his shoulder in complete disbelief in what his football team is doing because he saw his football team put up a goose egg in the week prior. Like when you're blowing the mind of the guy that owns the football team, that's not a bad thing. That's a pretty good freaking start. So like that whole idea, man, like again, it, it speaks to us as Raider fans and then it proves it. So for those of you that are, that are, that are, you know, not biased and, and take more of an objective opinion and much respect to you, Scott, and, and you guys are in, on, on silver black today and your analysis stuff is always amazing. And, so, and you take a little bit more of a step back. You're not like dug in on it. Like, like, like me and like a lot of other of us knucklehead Raider fans. And so when you can, we can, you know, when you can see things like that happen, it makes it undeniable. And that's ultimately what you got to do. You want to, you want to, you want to get a job, be undeniable in whatever field you're in, be undeniable. And tonight the Raiders in Antonio Pierce were absolutely undeniable. And I, and again, I couldn't be more proud as a fan and, and, and wish him the best and the, this team, the best and, Damn it! I hope he closes it out and freaking you know <laughs> showing next week because if we get dashed fifty six to nothing next week, then all of a sudden, guess what? Here we go right back well, to where. We're. 
And and that's it. And that's that's that was you know in my discussions with people. And you know we, I because I look at things more as objective, right? From my perspective, um, not as a fan. Yeah, a lot of people coming on this channel and hitting me on X saying you're a hater. You hate you, Antonio. And that's that's the furthest thing from the truth, right? But to your point, you you look at consistency. You have to be consistent. Look. He got handed, as I said to Mo yesterday, he got handed a bag of crap. Josh McDaniels left the locker room in a bad spot. Antonio Pierce came in and rescued those guys because they all liked him. That's why he got the role, even though he had no experience as a coordinator or any of that, because he was a unifier. He was somebody who brought people together. He was somebody who motivated guys. The job he has done, I mean, did you see Malcolm Kuntz tonight? Did you see Divine Diablo tonight? Those guys, remember, as a position coach, too, the linebackers with Spillane, all of these guys are playing. Spillane's having the best year he's ever had in his career. That's no accident. And Antonio Pierce deserves all the credit for that, too, because he's gotten him there. He's gotten that unit there along with Patrick Graham. So you look at that and you say, OK, this guy can do that. And, and they win two in a row, then they lose three in a row. Now they win this big one. So you got to be consistent. That's how he wins the job. He doesn't yeah. win the job. All the things you said about him being a Raider and the swagger that he brings in, absolutely important. You're, you're completely 100% right on with that. But you have to win and you have to do it consistently. Now, if they go to Kansas City and they lose a shootout in the last second or so, that doesn't hurt them. I don't think that hurts them. But, but you have to cons show consistent performance. So he got the team up. He got them to perform at the highest level tonight. If he can do that against Kansas City, win or lose – that's points in his bucket. You know what I'm saying? I think that that means something. And I know a lot of people are the opposite. They, they don't want Antonio Pierce no matter what. I'm not in that boat. I think if you have an opportunity to earn the job, you can earn it. Uh, and it's not about convincing me. It's about putting the results on the board. And he did it tonight. And if they can go to Kansas City on Christmas, I know it's a big, big task. But I, I'll tell you what, I'd rather play Kansas City right now than I would have played him last year or even <laughs> – even earlier in the season, right? So, so I think that the opportunity for Antonio Pierce and his coaching staff, because remember, all those guys too, even if some of them are swapped out, doesn't matter. They're all fighting for their job. That's the thing when people talk about tanking. If you want Antonio Pierce as your coach, which I, I mean, majority of the Raider fans that I see, for the most part, do. And that's great. Yeah. But you can't lose games and think he's going to get the job if he goes 0-4 over the last four weeks. Now he's won. He's, they ended the losing streak. And now they have an opportunity to put a streak together and maybe maybe put all questions aside and and just Mark Davis says, you know what? This guy, after that crazy loss, comes out, puts the most points up on the board ever for a Raider franchise, and then goes to Kansas City. Does he beat them? Great. He beats them. And then what? Then you got Indy and you got Denver. Okay. That's not insurmountable. It's not Mount Fuji and you're wearing flip-flops. Okay. These guys have an opportunity to do that, and it's all about that consistency. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about the defense, but, I mean, you look at it. it was, I know it sounds crazy when I say this, Murph, so, so, so I don't want you to jump out of the screen. All right. But it was nice not to have a night where Max Crosby was the focus of everything, right? Because as great as Max is, and he had a great night too, by the way, but the fact that everybody came to play – Artillery had a sack. I mean, you saw everybody uh -oh. on that defensive unit not only contribute, Murph, but really have, I mean, ball out, have great games. The, the secondary did well. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. They did well overall 
throughout this game, created turnovers, and, and man, the defense continued to do what they've been doing. So they are consistent. Now, if you can get the offense to be consistent, then anything can happen. Um, again, I don't think the Raiders make the playoffs because I think you got to get to 10 wins. It's going to be tough to do that. Obviously, you can't do it. But if you look at it now and you say to yourself, wow, okay, if, if we're going to get consistent on offense and we're on consistent on defense, then the final three games look much more manageable and you should have more hope that they could run the table. I mean, they could run the table. I'm not saying they will, but, but they can if they come out like they did tonight and have that kind of performance as a unit. Absolutely. I mean, with this kind of performance, it gives you all the freaking, you know, inspiration that this team could finish absolutely strong. And is it off the table considering the questions that are around these other football teams? You know, is, is it possible for the Raiders? Absolutely. And granted, the Broncos are playing really, really well. But when you have that sort of a defensive performance like we had tonight, like we can contain anybody and shout out. You talked about uh, on the defense and there was, there was so many things tonight, Scott. So my brain is a million miles an hour. And and I forgot to mention the thick six oh. Jenkins, for the, with Malcolm Jenkins. absolutely stuffing. Freaking, you know, was Easton Brock or Easton it was Stick, whatever the hell the guy's name is. Stick. <laughs> you should have been a hockey player. Stuffing that freaking guy and freaking, you know, and Jenkins picking that thing up. And I, you know, my favorite part about that play was, and, and shout out the big man, because that was obviously him scoring was the best part. But like right secondary to that was Max Crosby. Just kind of yes. like watching his way in, just making sure he's like, nope, you go, you're going to get in there, big man. Like I got you. And so I just love that the spirit around that play and, you know, going back to what you, what you said about when, when you and Mo and, and, and even others have talked about Antonio Pierce and, and discussed the potential for him to be the, the, the head coach of this football team, even for, for a guy like me, that's kind of like, I'm, I don't want to say I'm all in already, but I'm pretty close. I'm about 94% in <laughs> to the idea of Antonio Pierce being our head coach. I don't take it as a hater uh, position. And, and so anybody that does and anyone that's, that listens to your show, and there are many folks, if you're taking that as that these guys are being overtly critical and because they're haters, quote, of Antonio Pierce, stop. That's not, that's not what it's about. It's about these guys are pros and they're taking an objective opinion. When you listen to guys like me and Swag Jeff and Michelle and Graphic Raider and anybody else that does a podcast that's a fan of the football team, of course we're going to be bought in and we're going to have an overtly, you know, positive opinion about Antonio Pierce. But when you hear Scott and Mo talk about it, they're bringing up some fair points. And so it's not about them being, quote, haters. It's about them exploring everything all the aspects and that's a healthy thing for us it's a, i'll just speak for myself as a fan i can dig that perspective because give me something that's different give me give me a difference of opinion based on you know versus my own because i already know what my own is and i live in an echo chamber in the fan cave with jeff and michelle and we all talk about the same stuff all the time so i want to hear something that's differing and that's what makes you guys great and what makes your show great i'm not sitting here just trying to just you know blow smoke here pun intended on that cigar. <laughs> yeah, that, that idea that like, you know, like that it's not about being a hater Raider nation. And so I think it's fair for us to consider everything. And all that said, nights like tonight will drive the fan opinion home even more. So it when will. it comes to objective media and it comes to guys like Scott and Mo and guys that are in national media, it will absolutely drive that idea home that maybe he is the right guy for all these reasons that we're citing. And the last thing I'll say this, I'm going to turn back over to you, Scott, that whole the national media. Well, one of you, one of you, 
not you guys on the show, but one of you on ESPN or NFL Network or anyone else, will one of you stand up and say you were wrong about the Chargers for once? One time, well, why don't you do that? Because we all know that we can trust you and your stand-up folks, and you always take accountability for your opinions. So one of you stand up and say, for the last 23 years, you are freaking wrong about the Chargers. Because you know what, frankly, and I know I'm a little sensitive to it because I'm a Raider fan, but it's a little old. It's an old take. Save me the, oh, the Chargers are one score away from winning nine games a year, or they're one score away from winning championships or divisions or whatever. The Chargers are the most overrated team every single offseason. They've got more offseason goddamn Lombardi trophies than anybody (laughs) in the history of the freaking NFL. Stop it with that take. It's so old and tired anyway sorry scott yeah no 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 hey listen and that's why that's why i have you on this show when we came up with this idea uh that was the whole point because listen and you know you know this right um not everybody thinks it but you know that i have nothing but respect and appreciate fan content fan shows like yours others you mentioned some of the other guys who do shows out there um and there's nothing wrong with that it's great i love technology because everybody can do it Right. It takes, as you know, Murph, it's a lot of work to do a show. So so you can be a professional and be objective or you can be a fan. And if you're going to be a fan, that's great. But as you know, it's not something you just do and you get on a camera and you just go. It, It takes time. It takes effort. You, Jeff, Michelle, you put a lot of work into it. And so that's good. And, and, and that's what I say. I had a couple people because I've always been open. I've been doing a Raider show now for seven years. OK, including on their flagship station. And um, I've never hidden the fact I grew up a Charger fan. I gave up in 2014 when they moved San because I'm a San Diego guy. They left. I gave up. Every Charger game, I get those people, call them haters, call them whatever. I, actually, I don't call haters haters. I call them just confused fans because they, they, they like me because they follow me. They watch me. But they always, oh, you're just, uh, yeah, I'm sure you're rooting for the Chargers. Not true. And it's like, you know, even my good friend, JT, the brick, is there anybody more Raider than JT, the brick JT grew up a giants fan. Does that mean he's not able to cover the Raiders? No, of course not. So, so the fan perspective is vital. That's why we have you on this show because I want the fan voice out there. I know a lot of radio hosts, especially the national guys, they don't do that. They don't have, they have the big name guests on and the expert. And that's great. That's great content too. We want to hear that stuff, but, but to hear the fans, especially the way the Raiders have had the last few seasons and all the challenges and, of course, the last 20 years, what you guys have gone through, it's important. And it, it because I disagree sometimes with opinions of fans doesn't mean that I don't like Antonio Pierce, doesn't mean that I don't like Bo Hardegree or that I don't like the quarterback. It, that's not what it's about. It's about giving your opinion. Am I wrong? All the time. I'm wrong all the time. I did pick the Raiders to win tonight, so at least I was on the right side of that one. Uh, but but I think you have to look at these things as a fan and then appreciate. I think we live in a time, unfortunately, quick soapbox. Doesn't matter if it's politics, sports, local stuff. Doesn't matter. People get so polarized, everything, and and they want to tend to hear what they want to hear. I can't do that. Like I'm not going to tell you something I don't believe just to do it. There are Raiders channels out there who do that. They will just tell you what you want to hear. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying fans either. So, so that's fine. If that's what you want, then we're not the show for you. But, but I think that in a night like tonight where that's what I felt for. I'm sitting with these guys at the Cigar Lounge. 
not Raider fans, and they're like, oh, you, you, you really happy? I said, yeah, this is great for the fans. It's great for Raider Nation. They've been through so much last year, this year, and to have a game like that, doesn't matter who you're playing, have a game like that was huge for the fans and for the team, clearly. And I think that uh, that's what you have to look for. You have to look for the joy in sports. I know <laughs> winning makes it easier, and, and the Raiders haven't had. I mean, of course, the national broadcast brought up all the tough stats, two playoff games, all that stuff for over the years. But at the end of the day, you love your Raiders. There's no more loyal fan base than Raider fans. They're the best fans there are in sports. So you look at that and you say, okay, so just enjoy it. Somebody was being negative. I'm like, dude, just enjoy the game, okay? You can be critical tomorrow if you want to be, but just enjoy it. Like, have a moment of peace. And so I, I was glad to see that and to see that that uh, he's he's got an – or I should say that Antonio Pierce has the opportunity to continue to earn the job. Um, and, and I think you're right. I think if we look at, well, you know what, let me, let me take our final break for the audio version of the podcast, uh, here on silver and black today, by the way, don't forget, please subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your audio. Even if you're just a YouTube viewer, just, just go subscribe. Also subscribe to Raiders fan radio on YouTube. If you haven't watched that show, I think most of our folks listen to your show too, and, and, and watch you live, but in case they don't, Go do that. Also subscribe to the podcast there as well. We're going to take a break for the audio version on YouTube. Stay right there. We'll be right back. You're listening to Silver and Black today with Murph and Scott coming right back. 